You're listening to Frankie Boy Radio. That the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Letting America take a deep breath. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Frankie Boy Radio, episode 104. I'm your host, Josh Urban. Thanks for tuning in. And man, I hope you've been having a good day over there. It's been a hot one over here. Boy, this weather, this weather, and what an interesting topic. I've been working on putting a weather talk together. I'm not a meteorologist, but I am really interested in the weather. And I always have been, and I got out of it, and I'm finally rediscovering that part of myself, that interest, which has been a lot of fun. It's a, it's kind of an innocuous topic, you know, and when people start talking about politics, as they always seem to do, you can just be like, well, how's that weather, right? But what a broad topic and deep at the same time. It's like the ocean, which gives rise to much of our planet's weather. Man, oh man, oh man. When I was a little boy, I got interested in the weather and I had this little thermometer and it was in January or February. And I went outside in the evening. It was winter, so probably around six in the evening because it was dark and there was this this pump house that my dad had built for the pool, which we would put up in the summer. It was like, it was like the size of a large dog house would be the way to think of it. And it had power in it. So I hooked up a light in there and set up the thermometer outside and huddled up inside with the light. And I think I had a book on weather and I would go out and I had a watch. I'd go out every five minutes or so and take a temperature reading. And I did this for a while probably like 45 minutes and the temperature was dropping i can tell you scientifically it was dropping and then 45 minutes in i realized what exactly am i trying to do because this is not going to i can get a lot of data points but this is not really going to predict anything so i was cold and i went inside and that was that but the interest stayed dormant in my mind and then I'm supposed to do a lecture on Friday. Hopefully it doesn't get canceled with all the COVID stuff, but I'm supposed to do an online talk on Friday about the weather. So you start digging into something. I've been digging into this for a couple of months, trying to figure out how to formulate thoughts and you know where do you even begin? And the idea that I want to do and I want to share with you today is not to turn anybody into a meteorologist and not to even teach people cloud classifications or anything like that, but just to realize that there's wonder and amazement and opportunity for really in-depth observation and appreciation all around us every day. The weather is one of the biggest earthly things we can observe. I was leaving work yesterday and I think I probably put this on yesterday's show, but bear with me. I'm going to repeat myself. And I was, it looked like I was filling up the bird feeders and it looked like it was really going to rain. The, the clouds were gusting in and they were looking pretty vicious and I scooted out real quick and halfway to my car, I look up at this massive system that the sky is and all the heat that had been pumped into it from the sun over the course of the day and had risen from the earth and taken all this water vapor from it that was now condensing into clouds. And then in the distance, a streak of lightning split the sky like the flicker of a boxer's eyelid when he was very angry and about to lose his temper. Wow. So I've been trying to figure out how to organize my thoughts. I thought, well, this would be nice to break it into just a couple of questions. 
the first question is, is why is the sky blue? Now, do you all know the answer to that? It took me to today to learn the actual scientific reason that the sky is blue. I've known for a while that blue light scatters in the upper atmosphere, more so than other wavelengths of light. So we see that scattered light as blue. Well, we see the scattered light that is blue, and that's why the sky looks blue. In case you didn't know that, that's sort of the very, very simple answer. But I started looking a little bit deeper. So what do you, what do you mean it scatters? So apparently what happens is the atmosphere has different elements or different molecules in it. It's about 78% nitrogen and 21% oxygen. And then the last bit of it is got a little bit of carbon dioxide, a little bit of pollutants, and a little bit of this and a little bit of that, a little bit of water vapor. But it's mostly nitrogen and oxygen. An interesting side note is oxygen is typically nasty stuff. And our earliest single-celled ancestors did not breathe in oxygen. They breathed out oxygen. They breathed out so much oxygen that it resulted in what was called the Great Dying, the first mass extinction event. And then things that could sort of survive in the oxygen came around and evolved from that. So it's kind of an interesting side note about oxygen. So, okay, so you have these molecules floating around there. And um, they're not raindrops, but think of them for a minute as if they were little drops of water. And then the sunlight comes by. We could think of the sunlight as a flock of many different flying things. And the many different flying things would represent the different colors or frequencies of light coming by. Red has a lower frequency of light and blue has a higher frequency of light. Now they're moving at the same speed. And this is where it gets kind of weird. They're moving at the same speed forward. But think of them as little guitar strings ringing. And oh, I just happen to have a guitar right here. So red will be ringing kind of slow as it moves forward at the speed of light. And then blue would be a really high note, like this. And then violet would be like this. And then ultraviolet, you couldn't hear it because it'd be too high. So the reason it's called frequency is if you pick a point and you watch that wave go by and you count how many times the peak of the wave and the valley of the wave and the peak of the wave and the valley of the wave. So the wave the waves are moving forward at the same speed, but if the if it has more peaks and valleys, the more the peaks pass by more frequently. So it's a higher frequency. So blue light has more peaks per measurement than does red light. So we have this big flock of waves coming in. Maybe it's a particle. We talked about that in another episode, but let's just think of them as waves today. So they're coming in and think of the red waves and the yellow waves as like big crows and hawks and gulls and then the little blue waves and the violet waves as being little mosquitoes so the call the crows and gulls and hawks just kind of fly around the teeny little raindrop and the little raindrop would be the nitrogen molecule in the air that is the air they just fly around and they wouldn't really pay any attention to it but the little mosquito it's just the right size. It's bigger than it, but about 15 times bigger than it, much different than a, than a crow, right? 
So it's going to smack into that nitrogen. The blue light smacks into the nitrogen and goes, Whoa! and the nitrogen goes, Whoa! that's a scientific term. So the nitrogen is going to, nitrogen has two nitrogens, uh, atoms are together to form a nitrogen molecule, and they have electrons floating around, and the electrons have a negative charge. Well, this mosquito of blue light is going to smack into it, and the light has energy. It's part of the electromagnetic spectrum. It has energy. It smacks into it, and the electrons kind of whoo, go to one side and make that side more negative, and then come back to the other side and make that side more negative, and the other side's positive, and they start moving back and forth, and they resonate in a similar fashion as the wave that hit it. So it creates a little bit of a, a charge. It starts to create its own energy and it starts to emit light. It re-emits the light that hit it. So the mosquito, the blue light, slams into the raindrop, which is the nitrogen molecule, in such a way that the nitrogen molecule re-emits blue light. And that's how the scattering works. So the sky is actually being energized by the light that's hitting it, and it's re-emitting blue light in all directions instead of just one beam. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is why the sky is blue. Did you know that? I didn't. How cool is this? So, how's the weather? I was also watching some stuff on lightning. That will be for a later show. Awesome stuff, man. Five times hotter than the surface of the sun. Boom! The air just explodes. That's thunder. Now, hopefully that made sense. It sort of makes sense in my head. But the point is, is even if it doesn't make sense, there's a lot out there right in front of us. What a wonderful world. As Louis Armstrong would say, I see skies of blue and trees of green. And don't even get me started about chlorophyll. Okay. Now. Let's do our deep breathing. Go ahead and breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Go ahead and let your eyes get heavy and drift gently closed. Let us begin. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two. Exhale, one, two, three, four. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two. Exhale, one, two, three, four. The last one of the evening. Inhale, one, two, three, four. Pause, one, two. Exhale, one, two, three, Open your eyes, gently wiggle your toes, shuffle around a little bit. Good job.
right, folks, we'll see you tomorrow. Who knows what the topic will be? But given the complexity and intriguingness of the world that we live in, I know I'm going to be excited to share it with you. We'll see you then. Good night.